Greetings! You're listening to podcast number 108 of Blast the Right. I'm your host, Jack Clark. Great to have you on board. Today's show is dedicated to the concluding part three of the series, Reason to Cheer. The topic is the nation's youth and their decidedly and increasingly progressive mindset. Let's get right into it. The sources you'll hear include the Associated Press, the New York Times, GreenbergResearch.com, the San Francisco Chronicle, and PewResearch.org. Part one of this Reason to Cheer series was entitled Americans Support Progressive Policies on Most Every Issue and Our Progressive Majority is Growing Larger and Larger. You heard how mainstream poll after mainstream poll has consistently shown solid majorities of your fellow citizens, often two-thirds or more, endorse all of the following progressive positions. And before I list them, if you're wondering, why is this so important that Jack is spending three segments on it, please let me tell you. One of the most oft-repeated right-wing talking points is, Oh, no one agrees with your liberal views. You're the lunatic fringe. America's a conservative nation. A key to successfully debating right-wingers is to keep them on the defensive, nowhere more importantly than on this very subject. You need to be able to tell them, no, you're the lunatic fringe because the vast majority of Americans agree with progressive policy prescriptions on most of the important issues facing the nation. Being able to rattle off at least two or three of these is a powerful weapon in your arsenal, so they bear repeating. So repeat them now I will. Majorities, sometimes even supermajorities of Americans, believe that the government should provide more, not less services. The government should take care of those who can't take care of themselves. The government should guarantee health care for every American. The distribution of wealth in this country is unfairly concentrated. The wealthy pay too little in taxes. The minimum wage should be raised. There's a moral imperative to pay workers a living wage. Undocumented immigrants should have a path to citizenship. And... Democrats reflect the nation's moral values more than do Republicans. Together, these constitute bedrock progressive principles and policies. Part two of the series addressed the mystery, if more than half, often two-thirds or more of Americans, espouse such progressive positions, shouldn't two-thirds or more of Americans describe themselves, given the choices liberal, moderate, conservative, as liberal? They should, but they don't. Why not? A couple of reasons, according to analysis and polls. The word liberal has become so demonized that many people espousing progressive positions will instead call themselves moderates. And perhaps the main reason many self-described conservatives don't understand their positions are actually progressive, not conservative. Quote, nearly three-quarters of self-identified conservatives are not conservative on at least one issue dimension, and considerably more than half hold liberal preferences on the dominant conflict over the size and scope of government, close quote. So please, feel free, even at this early point in the podcast, to smile broadly, because if you're a progressive listening right now, you're in the majority issues-wise. You have the nation at your back. 
Now I want to give you an additional, a third reason to cheer. It's the even brighter future the views of the nation's youth hold in store for our nation. You know, I'm 55, so what young people in this nation think may be academic for my lifetime, because by the time they vote in large numbers, or certainly by the time they come to power, I may be long gone. But I do care deeply about what happens after I'm gone. And if you're much younger than me, as you may well be, it's of far more than academic interest to you. First, a few preliminaries to set the stage. Definitionally, when I speak of youth, or young people here, I'm referring to the so-called Generation Next, the current 18 to 25 year olds. Issues-wise, I'm not talking here about the perennial this year the youth will vote in higher numbers prediction. Quote, the truth of the matter is that every four years, as sure as a sunset, stories appear about a surge of interest among younger voters in presidential politics, typically predicting a jump in turnout that'll benefit one campaign or another. It really turns out to be true. The percentage of voters under 30 in the total electorate was basically unchanged between 2000 and 2004. 17 percent, according to surveys of voters leaving the polls." Close quote. Rather, I'm talking about the views of youth which they'll carry with them as they age and do start voting in larger numbers and later take over the reins of leadership. And even right now with their lower voting numbers, lopsided progressive majorities can and do swing close elections. If you don't have the facts I'm about to give you, right-wingers could perhaps get away with telling you that the youth are more conservative than not. I've actually seen story after story about how youth have taken on a new type of idolatry. For example, quote, For some time now, teenagers have been looking to entrepreneurs as pop icons, whether Gates or Trump, as much as they have to rock stars and athletes. Having your own business has become very cool, having your own business before your 20th birthday, indescribably so. Sniffing a ripe market, book publishers and self-help authors are making Tony Robbins-style wealth and investment guides for underage readers. Books like The Motley Fool Investment Guide for Teens, Eight Steps to Having More Money Than Your Parents Ever Dreamed Of, and Rich Dad, Poor Dad for Teens, The Secrets About Money That You Don't Learn in School, put a capitalist spin on the old boomer mantra, Never trust anyone over 30. With the news full of 20-somethings who are making millions of dollars with ideas hatched on their laptops and in their dorm rooms, as the founders of YouTube, MySpace, and Facebook have done, more and more teenagers are hoping to become the CEOs of their own companies without ever leaving their bedrooms. Close quote. Right-wingers may tell you that this is a broad-scale reaction against baby boomer parents. Relatedly, you may have seen articles decrying the narcissism of today's youth. Quote, Today's college students are more narcissistic and self-centered than their predecessors, according to a comprehensive new study by five psychologists who worry that the trend could be harmful to personal relationships and American society. Close quote. Right-wingers may also try to tell you that youth are not protesting anymore. They're not concerned. If true... All that could be depressing, but none of these right-wing claims are true, certainly where it matters. While campuses aren't massively convulsed like in the 60s, many college students are involved in progressive activism. Quote, 
Who says students are apathetic and narcissistic? At Stanford University, 12 student members of the Stanford Labor Action Coalition have been staging a hunger strike for the last five days to protest the lack of a living wage for the school's contract employees. The Student Farmworker Alliance celebrated a major victory when McDonald's announced a landmark agreement to work together with the Coalition of Immokalee Workers to improve the wages and working conditions of Florida farm workers. Close quote. I know another successful living wage campaign was undertaken at Harvard. And youth are volunteering in record numbers. Quote, Jim Kylesmeyer, president and CEO of National Youth Leadership Council, offered these comments. When the need is clear, America's youth respond. The volunteer response by AmeriCorps members and college and high school students to Hurricane Katrina was dramatic. Hundreds of thousands of young people headed to the Gulf Coast to help out often filling in for deployed National Guard troops. The current generation of draft-eligible youth and their younger counterparts are volunteering at record rates, according to the Corporation for National and Community Service, the government's primary volunteer service agency. Close quote. What's most important by far, and what I want to focus on, is the ideological trend confirmed by poll after poll, and scaring the heck out of right-wingers. A headline early this past summer said it all. Quote, Young Americans are leaning left. New poll finds. Close quote. As the reporter summarized it, quote, Young Americans are more likely than the general public to favor a government-run universal health care insurance system, an open-door policy on immigration, and the legalization of gay marriage, according to a New York Times, CBS News, MTV poll. Close quote. In what follows, you'll hear the results of that poll, as well as surveys from other well-respected organizations, such as Pew Research. First stop is self-labeling on the ideological spectrum. Among the general population, people who describe themselves as conservative outnumber self-described liberals 32 to 20 percent. But among young people, it's evenly split, rising to 28 percent liberal and falling to 27 percent conservative. And don't you worry about it still being at best evenly split. The trend line is clear and more pronounced when Democrat or Republican is the choice. Quote, the percentage of young voters who identified themselves as Republican grew steadily during the Reagan administration and reached a high of 37% in 1989. That number has declined ever since and is now at 25%. Close quote. That was the New York Times poll. The Pew poll confirms this. The Pew poll found that since Reagan, the percentage of young adults calling themselves Republican has declined from 55 to 35 percent. That loses out to young Democrats who account for 48 percent of young adults. 48 to 35 percent Democrats over Republicans and the trend is continuing. No wonder then that nearly 6 in 10 youth had a favorable view of Democrats compared to only 38% viewing Republicans in a positive light. When we return, specific issues for you, which will give you even more reason to cheer. Left, the right, the right. Left, the right, the right. 
your one-minute voting report. Thank you for all those five-star reviews in iTunes. Please keep them coming in to counter all the right-wing sabotage one-star reviews. Here's one from earlier this week. Lame. This podcast is full of so much big government propaganda. Tired of any government? Check out Free Talk Live to find out what our founding fathers were actually talking about when they wanted freedom. Yeah. Free Talk Live, of course, is one of those right-wing podcasts ahead of us in the voting. You post a five-star review through the iTunes software, and this is only a one-time thing, not every month. Monthly is PodcastAlley.com, where we're currently number seven because of a slight surge in the voting. We do, however, need to keep it up in order to stay on the top ten this month. Thank you for your support. So, youth are trending more and more liberal in their views and more and more Democratic Party in their support. This is reflected in youth endorsement of specific progressive policies. According to the New York Times numbers, while 47% of the public would support a universal government-sponsored national health insurance program, not bad, fully 62% of young voters would, a supermajority. I'm going to give you some stats now from a poll conducted by a firm that often conducts surveys for Democrats, Greenberg, Quinlan, Rosner. I usually stick to polls from nonpartisan news organizations, but since these Greenberg numbers are fully in line with those from the nonpartisan organizations, I believe them trustworthy and worthwhile for you to know. If you're a right winger, you can feel free to simply discount these and any other Greenberg poll stats I use. This podcast stands quite well on its own, even without them. In 2004, 58% of Americans overall told a National Election Studies poll that government should be doing more, not less. Greenberg recently similarly asked young adults, quote, Would you rather have a bigger government providing more services or a smaller government that provides fewer services? Close quote. Youth chose bigger government and more services by a whopping 68 to only 28%. That 68% is a full 10 percentage points over the general population, which already had a strong more services majority. And the best is yet to come. In fact, it'll come right now. I'm going to tell you about the social issues, the wedge issues, that the right wing uses to rile up its base and turn them against Democrats and progressives. It ain't going to work on youth with most wedge issues. Youth do share the general public's view on abortion. Maybe it'll work there, I don't know. But youth also now share the general public's view that Democrats more than Republicans come closer to sharing their moral values overall. The general public believes that by 50 to 37 percent, Democrats over Republicans come closer to sharing their moral values. Both the New York Times poll and Greenberg found essentially similar numbers among youth, a 52 to 36 to 37 percent Democratic majority. What about specific wedge issues? Well, you know, the favorite right-wing wedge issue used to be race, followed in time by gay rights, and with immigration now being added to the mix. On all three specific issues, youth ain't gonna buy right-wing fear-mongering. On race, for example, 
One indication is provided by Pew's question on interracial dating. While only 36% of whites in the general public say they completely agree that it's all right for blacks and whites to date each other, fully 64% of white youth feel that way. No surprise then that Greenberg found youth felt by a whopping 73-27% to 27% that Democrats could be described as tolerant. But youth rejected that proposition for Republicans. By 48-41%, to 41%, American youth do not feel that Republicans can be described as tolerant. My own take on this is that young people have grown up in a far, far more multicultural world than my generation or the ones before it did. Hence, youth's easy acceptance of interracial dating and a supermajority of youth calling the Republicans on their intolerance. I hadn't thought about it until now, but one reason right-wingers rail so much against multiculturalism is they realize that multiculturalism leads to a more tolerant worldview, and thus the diffusing of race as a Republican wedge issue able to rile up its base. And you may know, that's what the Republicans have been doing back since the 1960s, with their so-called Southern strategy. That Southern strategy made veiled and sometimes not so veiled appeals to racial prejudice among Southern whites. If you're a steady listener to Blast the Right, you've heard me talk about this. If not, why not check out Podcast 99? Moving on from race, in recent years, the GOP right-wing has added gay-bashing, homophobia to its wedge-issue arsenal, as I'm sure you've heard quite a bit. Over the past 30 years, acceptance that gays should have equal rights has grown quite a bit in the general population, but not enough so that it's been removed as a potent wedge issue. But the views of youth have accelerated way beyond the overall population's trend towards tolerance. According to the New York Times poll, among youth, quote, 44% said they believed that same-sex couples should be permitted to get married, compared with 28% of the public at large, close quote. Pew found a similar result, quote, The study also found a great acceptance for same-sex marriage. 47% of those aged 18 to 25 favor allowing gays and lesbians to marry, while 30% of those 26 and older favor gay marriage, close quote. The same with gay adoption. Pew found that while those aged 26 and older reject allowing gays and lesbians to adopt children by 50 to 44 percent, 18 to 25 year olds support gays and lesbians having that right by 61 to 25 percent, a major league turnaround. Youth ain't buying the right-wing wedge issues of race and gay rights, and they ain't buying right-wing immigration bashing either. While the 26 and older crowd believes that immigration is a burden rather than strengthening the nation by 42 to 39 percent, 52 percent of our nation's youth say the impact of immigration is to strengthen our nation, while only 38 percent feel it's a burden. Now, I'm not saying there are no conservative Republican youth, or that some youth are not subject to manipulation by right-wing wedge-issue fear-mongering, I am pointing out to you how much less so America's youth will fall prey to such right-wing dirty tactics. As you may be surmising, everything you've heard so far augurs ill for the right-wing. 
The New York Times says America's youth, quote, have continued a long-term drift away from the Republican Party, close quote. Pew Research concludes that, quote, the young adults of Generation Next are more optimistic, more tolerant, and more likely Democratic voters than their predecessors. Researcher Scott Keeter said, quote, this portends a significant political impact as they get more engaged. If they carry their party leanings with them, that will make a big difference, close quote. Not surprisingly, Greenberg puts it most starkly, quote, Young people react with hostility to the Republicans on almost every measure. Republicans and younger voters disagree on almost every major issue of the day. The range of the issue disagreements range from the most prominent issues of the day, Iraq immigration, to burning social issues, gay marriage abortion, to fundamental ideological disagreements over the size and scope of government. Young voters' reaction to fundamental issues and their perceptions of the GOP suggest a fundamental alienation from the Republican Party, a crisis that will not leave with the Bush administration. The looming disaster Republicans face among younger voters represents a setback that could haunt them for many generations to come. Close quote. From that writer's mouth to God's ear. Before I close, let me tell you a secret. The trend is even more pronounced than that. Remember the podcast with John Booty, self-proclaimed ultra-conservative, who says he makes Rush Limbaugh look liberal? In that show, Booty wound up espousing progressive position after progressive position. He didn't seem to realize that on many issues, he held progressive views. Well, same with young people, apparently. Here's a great example. On the Blasterite Live call-in show, I received this call. Hello, are you there? Hello. Hi, who's this? Uh, my name's Bill. Um, I also have a show on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, I was listening to your show, um, and I wanted to call in as a young conservative. We were in the midst of a discussion about health care, and the subject of uninsured children came up. So I address Bill on the issue. Bill, <laughs> would you have objections to guaranteeing all children health care in this country, or would that be too socialized for you, or what? No, it, it, I wouldn't have an objection to it. It would just have to be done properly, and I, you know, it would have. Oh, no, without government waste, no one wants to waste money. Right. I, I don't want to pay up any more taxes than I need to to accomplish the goals I want. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I think the best thing would be to do it through private charities, but government-funded, because the private charities, I think, are a lot more efficient than the government. Imagine that, a conservative who wants to expand Medicare. Then later, we were talking about the minimum wage. I again addressed a question to self-described young conservative Bill. Bill, are you there? Would you have anything to say about that issue? Uh, well, I would say I'm for raising the minimum wage, and as you pointed out, um, to go that if we kept up with inflation from the 60s, it would be nine and some uh, dollars an hour, which, um, you know, is reasonable, and I wouldn't dispute that. Uh, so I think, you know, some people say, well, the, you know, the mark, the economy will set the minimum wage, but the, the fact is you've got to look at, you know, the workers will be abused and the employers will, you know, take anything they can get out of them. Reminds me of when John Booty said that, without federal regulation of the trucking industry, the trucking companies will abuse the workers. Just the type of talk you hear from real conservatives all the time, huh?
I just couldn't help but immediately go on to tease Bill a bit. You'll also hear Kevin in this excerpt. Bill? Yeah. Bill? Yeah. With all due respect, you're, you're sounding a little progressive to me. Well, no, I just like to look yeah, at you. Yeah, you sure I haven't had some effect in you just listening to this podcast for a few minutes? <laughs> Maybe he's coming no. to light. Uh, I'm, I'm just teasing you. you. You're sounding reasonable. You don't want people to suffer unnecessarily, and you're looking at a solution and saying maybe that'll work. So you see, there are probably lots of young people, just like there are lots of older adults, who hold progressive views and support progressive policies, but don't describe themselves as progressive. When speaking to any self-proclaimed conservative or right-winger, it's always a good idea to make sure their self-description is accurate. If it is, then you can use some of the ammo I provide you with every week. A final note of good cheer. How's this for a trend in the actual voting? In the 2004 elections, youth already voted 56 to 43 percent for Kerry over Bush. Unfortunately, we more numerous older adults gave the nod to Bush by 52 to 47 percent. In the 2006 elections, there was far, far more of an anti-Republican vote by young people than only two years earlier, 18 to 29-year-olds a slightly enlarged demographic than we've been using, 18 to 29-year-olds voted for Democrats over Republicans in congressional elections by an amazing 60 to 38 percent. 60 to 38 percent. As one analyst put it, describing this youthful Democratic landslide vote, quote, had it been up to them, the Democrats would have also won Senate races in Tennessee, Arizona, and Nevada, Ned Lamont would have defeated Joe Lieberman, and a slew of additional House seats would have changed hands. Studies suggest that young voters tend to keep the political identifications they develop in their first few elections. Combining the children of late baby boomers and of immigrants, this generation will eventually become the largest in the country. If Democrats address the legitimate needs of this generation, they have a chance to make it a key part of a continuing majority. Close quote. The largest generation, holding the most progressive views in the country, voting the most progressively, as a key part of a continuing majority. Ah, sweet words to your ears indeed, yes? The future looks bright, doesn't it? Just plain feels good. Let me close by telling you, you can safely ignore that old right-wing saw which right-wingers love to write into me. It goes, if you're not a liberal when you're 20, you have no heart. If you're not a conservative when you're 40, you have no brain. Ha ha. You can ignore it because, as I just told you, the research shows that young voters tend to keep the political identifications they develop in their first few elections. And beyond that, way beyond that, most fundamentally, to that old right-wing saw, I always write back. What about the final sentence? Which is my own invention, of course. That final sentence is, if you're not back to being a liberal, even more so by the time you're 50, you have no soul. Having no soul. In other words, being afflicted with right-wingeritis. Having no soul. Or at best, being a misguided one as my customary closing of this Blast the Right podcast would have it. 
Well, that'll about wrap it up for today. If you like what you heard, please tell a friend about Blast the Right and vote for Blast the Right at podcastalley.com. There's a one-click link to do each of those on the podcast homepage. And remember those five-star reviews in iTunes. A special shout-out to all you Live 365 and Red Dragon 365 listeners. Great to have you here with us. Why don't you come over to the podcast homepage, subscribe for free, and you can download and listen to any episode of the podcast anytime you want. Again, a special warning to you Yahoo subscribers. Their website says they're cutting out their podcast service at the end of this month, so you need to get a different feed. I'd suggest subscribing through iTunes. I want to urge you to call into the Blast the Right live call-in show. The show is so much better when there's a lot of callers. Please check the podcast homepage for the date and time of the next live call-in show. The poll results about whether to include the live feed and the regular Blast the Right feed seem to have a clear trend. Over half of you say yes, continue putting the live feed in there. One out of five of you say don't. And the rest of you say do it only if you have better audio quality or a shortened version. The audio quality will improve. It's not up to me. It's really up to the websites that host the call-in show through their software and servers. Hopefully they will get the quality up soon. So I think for now I'll keep the live feed in the Blast the Right feed. It's easy for you who don't want to listen to it to just skip every other week, and this way the people who do want to hear it have it conveniently in a feed they're already subscribed to. Okay? Music credits. The break music was The Schnee Speaks by KG House, combined with the alternate Blast the Right theme by Nye's Music, and Not the One Blues by Burnsheet Thornside. We'll close with a little bit of You Razzle Dazzledom by Bill Jacobs. Links to all the music I play on Blast the Right can be found on my music resources page. Links to all the statistics and quotations I use can be found on the data resources page. Both of them are linked to off the main podcast homepage. Please keep all those great comments coming in. My address is rational at roadrunner.com. You can also call in and leave a comment for me to play on Blast the Right. Dial 310-933-5891 and leave your message. You can also leave a message on Skype. My Skype name is Jack from Blast the Right. So, until next time, I'll sign off and say I love you all, including all you right-wing misguided souls. I gave up the old Bible Belt Bailey who you bamboozled on. Forget your AWOL and your DUI. You gave them a show that always pleases your friends claimed you were endorsed. By Jesus, you're razzle-dazzle-dum, razzle-dazzle-dum, razzle-dazzle-dum. And make sane people cry.